What song is it you want to hear? Welcome to the Secret Chord Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Jacobs. The Secret Chord explores spirituality through the lens of great music. And we're sponsored by SuperJeweler.com, my favorite online fine jewelry destination. And without further ado, please enjoy this podcast. Hi, folks, and welcome to episode 28 of The Secret Chord. I'm really looking forward to exploring the work of Robert Allen Zimmerman today, also known as Bob Dylan. Bob was born on May 24th, 1941 in Duluth, Minnesota. He's a singer-songwriter, author, and a visual artist who's been a major figure in popular culture for more than 50 years. Much of his most celebrated work dates from the 1960s, when songs such as Blowin' in the Wind, 1963, and The Times They Are a Change in 1964, became anthems for the civil rights movement and the anti-war movement. His lyrics during this period incorporated a wide range of political, social, philosophical, and literary influences. It defied pop music conventions and were massively appealing to the burgeoning counterculture. Following his self-titled debut album in 1962, which mainly comprised traditional folk songs, Bob made his breakthrough as a songwriter with the release of The Free Wheelin' Bob Dylan the following year. The album featured Blowin' in the Wind and a thematically complex A Hard Rain's Gonna Fall. For many of these songs, he adapted the tunes and phraseology of older folk songs. He went on to release the politically charged The Times They Are a Changin' and the more lyrically abstract and introspective Another Side of Bob Dylan in 1964. In 1965 and 66, Bob alienated a large segment of his fan base when he adopted electrically amplified rock instrumentation, and in the space of 15 months recorded three of the most important and influential rock albums of the 1960s, bringing it all back home in 65, Highway 61 Revisited in 65 also, and Blonde on Blonde in 1966, commenting on the six-minute single Like a Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone magazine wrote, No other pop song is so thoroughly challenged and transformed the commercial laws and artistic conventions of its time for all time. Backed by a changing lineup of musicians, Bob has toured steadily since the late 1980s on what has been dubbed the Never Ending Tour. That tour, by the way, commenced on June 7th, 1988, and Bob has played roughly 100 dates a year for the entirety of the 90s and the 2000s a heavier schedule than most performers who started out in the late 60s. Bob has sold more than 100 million records, making him one of the best-selling music artists of all time. He's received numerous awards, including the Presidential Medal of Freedom, 10 Grammy Awards, a Golden Globe Award, and an Academy Award. Bob has been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame, and the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Bob was awarded the Nobel Prize in Literature, quote-unquote, for having created a new poetic expression within the great American song tradition. Now, there was always a tension in Bob's artistry between Bob the rock musician and Bob the folk artist. This is what he had to say about it. The thing about rock and roll is that, for me anyway, it wasn't enough. There were great catchphrases and driving pulse rhythms, 
but the songs weren't serious or didn't reflect life in a realistic way. I knew that when I got into folk music, it was more of a serious type of thing. The songs are filled with more despair, more sadness, more triumph, more faith in the supernatural, much deeper feelings. So let's emphasize once again that one of the world's most successful and influential musicians from the get-go had an overt interest in the connection of music and spirituality, which, after all, is the purpose of this podcast, to explore and enjoy these connections. Let's hear an example of this from Bob's first album. This is a traditional American folk song called Gospel Plow. Speaking about Bob's first radio performance, New York Times critic Robert Shelton wrote, He has a curiously arresting, mumbling, country-steeped manner. I myself was lucky enough to see Bob perform once back in 1987, along with the Grateful Dead as his backing band, and it still stands out as one of the great shows of my life. That said, I have to admit that at times I've struggled with what I consider the greatness of his lyrics alongside what I oftentimes considered mediocre musicianship and vocals. That rough edge in Bob's singing was unsettling to some, but a specific attraction to others. As novelist Joyce Carol Oates wrote, When we first heard this raw, very young, and seemingly untrained voice, frankly nasal, as if sandpaper could sing, the effect was dramatic and electrifying. One of his songs that I do think is musically and lyrically brilliant is called Forever Young. It's off his Planet Waves album was recorded in the fall of 1973. Let's check it out. This is Forever Young by the great Bob Dylan. May God bless and keep you always May your wishes all come true May you always do for others And let others do for you May you build 
cars They climb on every rung And may you stay
The Secret Chord is generously sponsored by my friends at SuperJeweler.com. Forever Young is about the desire to preserve good things for as long as possible. Ideally, forever and ever. We've mentioned this idea before, but what did they say about diamonds? That they're forever and a perfect symbol of an important relationship. Also, and we'll get into this in a minute, the song we just heard references the blessing made by the high priest of Israel to the nation. Unless you think that gems are not spiritual. Did you know that the high priest wore a special garment that included turquoise, sapphire, amethyst, and a bunch of other precious stones? Well, you can find all of those stones and more at superjeweler.com. Go check out superjeweler.com today. Use my special promo code ADAM20 and they will generously give you a 20% discount on anything your heart desires there. That's superjeweler.com. Millions of happy customers since 1999. Let's talk about the lyrics. Bob's topical songs led to his being viewed as more than just a songwriter. Janet Maslin wrote in 1980 of Freewheelin', quote, These were songs that established Bob as the voice of his generation, someone who implicitly understood how concerned young Americans felt about nuclear disarmament and the growing civil rights movement. His mixture of moral authority and nonconformity was perhaps the most timely of his attributes. The great George Harrison, who would go on to be Bob's bandmate in a group called the Traveling Wilburys, said of the album, We just played it and wore it out. The content of the song lyrics and just the attitude, it was incredibly original and wonderful. Bob was unafraid to use lyrics that took the Judeo-Christian tradition seriously, a tendency that was very unlike most of the psychedelic vibe and themes of the 1960s. Unbeknownst to most people, his iconic song, All Along the Watchtower, that he later admitted was done most definitively by Jimi Hendrix, had lyrics derived from the book of Isaiah. So that overt religiosity was a theme in Bob's life and in his art. He said the following to David Gates of Newsweek, Here's the thing with me and the religious thing. This is the flat-out truth. I find the religiosity and the philosophy in the music. He said to Kurt Loder of Rolling Stone, I've always thought there's a superior power, that this is not the real world, and that there's a world to come. He also explained his constant touring schedule as part of a bargain he made a long time ago with, quote, the chief commander, in this earth and in the world we can't see. That's pretty religious-sounding stuff. So as we mentioned, Planet Waves was recorded in 1973 using the band, meaning Robbie Robertson's group, as his backing band, as they rehearsed for a major tour. The album included two versions of Forever Young, which became one of his most popular songs. As one critic described it, the song projected something hymnal and heartfelt that spoke of the father in Dylan. And Bob himself commented, I wrote it thinking about one of my boys and not wanting to become too sentimental. So the opening of the song says, May God bless and keep you always. May your wishes all come true. May you always do for others and let others do for you. May you build a ladder to the stars and climb on every rung. And may you stay forever young. Those are beautiful words. And they hearken back to what I mentioned earlier, to what is known as the priestly blessing. What is a blessing? There are many interpretations of what the word means, but ultimately it's about acknowledging the source and wishing something for someone that you may not be able to control. I was thinking last night as my daughter drove back from southern Jersey in the rain at night 
On the one hand, of course, you want her to become independent and self-confident. But on the other, it's hard to let go, even though you know there's essentially nothing you can do. The blessing is an appeal to the source, the only force that can assure the outcome that we ultimately want. And this is what Bob's getting at in the song. He wants the best for his child and is wishing it for him through song. Well, I'd say that's fairly sentimental, even though that he didn't want it to be viewed that way. But in any event, there is a fundamental desire for good things to not change. If you meditate, you may have noticed that meditation videos never feature fast-paced scenes, rather only ones with very slow change, like forests, rivers, rock formations. This is ultimately a spiritual desire. In Judaism, there's a practice of having six active days and one day of rest. It's a good balance, ultimately, between change and not changing, juxtaposing between the two elements. The notion of change, whether it's in music or motion itself, is a mystery. Are they individual units or an actual flow? In other words, is music just a series of static moments strung together? Or is it something bigger than that? From a spiritual perspective, God is constantly recreating the universe, which at its root is in fact changeless, implying a series of static moments that are strung together like a film. Of course we're drawn to the changeless elements of reality because that's the ultimate reality. We have no choice but to experience it through change. As Leonard Nimoy wrote in the final tweet he sent before he passed away, a life is like a garden. Perfect moments can be had, but not preserved, except in memory. And then he wrote, live long and prosper. Ultimately, in thinking about Bob and his hymn to his son, his desire that he should stay forever young, that he should always be a little kid, not changing, not having to let go of this precious time. There comes a time when there's no choice. There's an analogy that I like, which is when it became impossible for Moses' mom to preserve him, to keep him in a changeless state. She was forced to put the baby in a basket in the river. And then the hardest part of all, to let go and to allow the current to take the child down the stream on his own journey. And that is something every parent has to do, every individual has to do. We desire things to not change. We're drawn towards changeless things. But at the end of the day, the world that we inhabit is full of dynamic change that is always occurring. Riding the balance between those two is a spiritual challenge and the one that we can accomplish partially through music. These are my thoughts on Forever Young by the great Bob Dylan. We'll be back next week with more music and more ideas. Have a great week. Thank you for listening. Please consider leaving a comment or a review to help us spread the word. And please subscribe to the podcast on any of the major podcasting platforms. To support us, please visit our Patreon accounts. And if you'd like to communicate with me directly, please feel free to email me at ajacobs at The Secret Chord is produced and engineered by Naor Cohen. <laughs>